We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome in. I'm Ryan Recker. Thank you, thank you, thank you for spending the next couple of hours here on WBEN, filling in for Tom Bowerly. And you can find me online if you want to. It's ryanrecker.com. And someone messaged yesterday, how do you spell your last name? W-R-E-C-K-E-R. Very easy way to do that. I'm loading up text messaging, so if you call or text the show, 716-803-0930. That's the way to do it. And I wanted to talk a little bit, at least to start off with uh, drugs, but we got so much to get onto the show today. There was a great article about podcasting and radio. We might have to do a pump it or dump it, which is a segment that they used to do on rock stations maybe 30 years ago. I don't think they have done it since then. But essentially, it's something that a colleague of mine used to do. He would play a cover song, and he would say, you tell me if this is a good cover or not. Believe it or not, there are cover songs still being made today by classic rockers. Stevie Nicks just released one. So maybe later this hour, I'll play it for you, and you can tell me if you think it's any good. Uh, also, Dr. Michael Bussler is a professor of finance at Stockton University. With the Fed's raising rates again, the way the economy is looking, unemployment, problems that we're running into, foreign and domestic. I saw there was a quote from the Feds. It was, this is going to hurt, but it matters who feels the pain. That's the part that the commentary kicks in. Who's going to feel the pain of all of this? They know it's going to hurt, but who's going to feel the pain? So we'll talk to an economist about that because, spoiler alert, it's you. So it's it's really you that's going to feel the pain here. Let me get to a story first, uh, a story that was out of Mayville. And the idea that the health department is coming out and issuing a warning to parents that rainbow fentanyl looks like candy and you need to watch out for it. We're like a month away from Halloween. You would normally get these type of warnings close to Halloween. The type of warnings that would say, make sure to check your kid's candy. Someone might slip a razor blade in your kid's candy. I got to say, I don't think I've ever encountered any tampering of candy in my entire life. Thank goodness. But that fear was always there. How much of today's society is driven by fear anyway? It's not like it's a brand new thing. It's been there forever. 
But nonetheless, as a parent now, I find it my duty to open up and eat candy whenever my kid brings home a sack of candy on Halloween. Now, I, I do go around with him. We do it in a limited way. It's not like we stay out all late night or whatever. But whatever he brings back, huh, I better check this. Got to do that. Dad tax. Go testing for quality. Got to make sure it's not poison. Got to make sure this isn't drugs. And of all those times, no one in my family has been drugs. So thank goodness. But now we're um, in a time where drugs are cool. I don't know how else to say it. If you go back to the 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever it is, there was a lot of movies, television shows. There are songs, and it, it kind of like glorifies drug use, as in, oh, this is great. It makes you feel good. You're one of the cool kids. And that's just the way drugs were always portrayed on any type of media I always grew up on. And it, for, for the most part, it was just a joke. Like, it was a comedy. Like, oh, 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 that's the guy that smokes a lot. <laughs> oh, Cheech and Chong. <laughs> oh, isn't that great? Or, uh, oh, look, they accidentally took something. Ha, 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 ha. And then you, you joked it off and it was over in 30 minutes because the next show came on and that was the end of it. But today, it's not really a joke. Drug use has become so cult-like where if you're... It's like you have to like be on board with everything drug related anymore, because if you're not, you're looked like, oh, how you're such a prude. Oh, man. Get with the times, man. Oh, drugs are great. You can't. Who are you to say you shouldn't be taking drugs? Who are you to say you shouldn't be smoking? Who are you to say that everything shouldn't be recreational in today's world too, decriminalizing everything? And even people that are caught with large quantities are given very lenient sentencing if at any sentencing at all they could be dealing this stuff because they look at drugs as so common anymore that it's not so much a comedy and it really has become an epidemic to the point where the drugs look like candy and police and health departments have to put out warnings to say this is not candy <laughs> this is fentanyl as they point out the opioid is 50 times more potent than heroin and the way that they put these together are coming from, of course, unsafe locations because it's not legal. So there's not really any standard. And who cares if they kill you for the longest time, at least during the Trump administration? I give them credit for this. Before the pandemic, one of the priorities, at least for the public health, was to try to fight the opioid epidemic because a lot of people were being damaged by this, not just the individuals that were ingesting and taking these things, but families whose lives were ruined because they had a loved one that they care about that gets hooked onto this sort of thing. It got to the point where they are today still, and they say, oh, you better have some Narcan or something along these lines in case you have a family member that accidentally overdoses on fentanyl. So you can stab them with it or, or spray them up their nose or whatever. I think it's mostly a spray now, but I think before they might have had a needle form. And to the point where if you're a paramedic and you're traveling in some of these small rural areas, you probably have uh, jabbed someone or sprayed someone in the nose multiple times and may even know them by a first name basis because they're so hooked to this that they keep falling for it over and over and over again until eventually they're going to die from it because they're not getting the help they need. We finally looked at it for what it was, the epidemic that it was, and we kind of lost sight of that. We lost sight to the point that now... We got the candy that looks like it out there, or at least looks like candy. And we're at the point where, oh, everything should be legal. Oh, let's do medical marijuana. Okay, sure, I get it, if there's medical purpose for it. Now let's move to recreational. Let's move it even further. Uh, we should all be doing, like, the Aaron Rodgers thing. Let's all go and find a shaman 
and go take this peyote junk or whatever it is, and then we'll learn something about ourselves and think clear. Yeah, and, and we look at this and say, okay, yeah, great. This is a great idea. Let's self-medicate everything we do because we're going to be able to know what's best. And how much did that hurt us during the pandemic, the self-medication sort of thing, where people were out there and they're self-medicating themselves because they think that something they were going to ingest or whatever was going to help them during this pandemic for an airborne virus. And then on the side effects, how many times were we lied about when it comes to the safety and the effects of the vaccination? They made it sound like, oh, man, you get this vaccination, you're going to be Superman and nothing's going to hurt you. And they did that and I think purposely lied to a lot of people to try to encourage you to get the thing when ultimately if they would have just told the truth from the very beginning, it would, I think would have been much more effective. It's like that for all types of drugs. And as a society, we're just more willing to accept it. If it's back when alcohol was the use for self-medication, you feel bad? Oh, I better go drown my sorrows. And same thing, pop culture, media, they go to the bar. You find the person sitting there. Wow, he must have a really sad story. He's here every night. And that was kind of looked at. Now it's even further. It went past marijuana, but now you're talking about even heavier drugs that are being used in self-medicating. And I got to say, there are downsides to all of this, but it's glorified to such a point and there's such a cult-like behavior around it and a mindset behind it that they make it sound like there is no downside to drug use, as in it's all upside. Hey, as long as it makes you feel good, all upside. Same thing with um, pretty much any drug you could think of. I mean, how many times have you found where, going back to the opioid epidemic, people get hooked on painkillers? Maybe they have an injury, back injury, whatever it is. They're prescribed, over-prescribed. They get hooked on it and can't stop using it. In some cases, men, you may be going online because you're a little embarrassed to talk to your doctor. And, oh, I need to get this uh, pill because, oh, I need it. And then you're all of a sudden ordering drugs from another country and hoping you don't get caught. That stuff happens to a lot of people. And at first they may think, "Ah, it's so expensive if I have to get it from the pharmacy for my back pain. Man, it's so much cheaper if I just order it from this one website, uh, cheappills.biz. That sounds like a great, legit website. And then they get this stuff, it's laced, and they could die. And people do die. I mean, we got a medical issue on top of these things, but they use this as an opportunity to say we can't afford to do things legitimately. We better self-medicate in other ways. Uh, Moms, you're like this, too, in some ways. Oh, let's get the essential oils. That'll fix everything. (laughs) Let's get a little dab of this in the smell of that will save you. My grandma was like this to a certain extent. I remember on her fridge, she had excerpts from Reader's Digest, and she would pin it to her fridge with the magnets and you would look at it and it would say have a toothache stick an onion down your sock and sleep with it tonight and that'll help get rid of it and you'd read these things and you're like grandma tell me you're not sticking onions down your sock she's like well readers digest said this is the way to do it have a migraine put a bobby pin in between the webbings of your fingers (laughs) okay migraines are pretty serious so are you really going to fix it by putting bobby pins in between your fingers i don't know (laughs) probably not but that's the kind of stuff they were pushing on readers digest for decades we've made drugs cool now we're at the point where there's rainbow fentanyl and anything goes and you're wrong to say it's a bad idea to self-medicate you know who's to say okay uh, just think about any drug at this point marijuana or not 
if marijuana helps you feel good, then logically speaking, what's wrong with Vicodin? So who's to say you can't recreationally use Vicodin the same way the person would justify recreationally using marijuana? Who's to say that's any less dangerous in the sense that there's, you know, driving concerns with Vicodin? I know you act differently under heavy machinery or whatever it is. But on the basis of the morality of it, saying if it makes you feel good and it helps you get through the day, then what's wrong with Obviously, most people would look at that and say, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Very addictive in that standpoint. And I think you can say that for pretty much any drug. However, in today's society, we don't gravitate towards the responsible anymore. We gravitate towards what's the quick fix. How are we going to use it and apply it to our lives? Because it's going to make me feel good for a little bit. And then there's one reverse of this. And I thought, okay, no exception to anything I'm saying here, except for this. And I saw the BBC put this article up here. BBC says, why Gen Zers are growing up sober curious. Gen Zers are born after 19, no, what's Gen Z? Yeah, 97 to 2012. That's a pretty, you know, slim generation, I guess. 97 to 2012. I'm an old millennial, if you're wondering what I am. I'm what they call a geriatric millennial. I'm an old boy. I get up, my bones creak, my joints hurt, my back hurts. I complain about everything. I sound more like a baby boomer or a Generation Xer. Nah, probably more like a Generation Xer than a millennial, but still. Um, but let me go through this in the BBC real quick. And if, if you take exception to anything I say here, I'm opening up the phone lines. You feel free to call. 716-803-0930 is the number. But in the reverse fashion... Maybe this shouldn't surprise me, but you go through different iterations in your life and you see different generations. And then at one time it was hip and cool. You get a little bit older. You realize it's not so hip and cool. You get a little bit older than that and you start to resent it. You start to look back at regret and then you start to realize this wasn't the right way. I have a little bit more wisdom and understanding and experience in my life. So maybe since I have that better experience, I can go back and understand these more complex things and better understand it to the point where my worldview is better shaped and I can say I was wrong then, but I'm right now. But in some ways, some people don't see that sort of thing. They kind of just stick with it forever if it's some sort of addiction hit that their brain is getting. Gen Zers are growing up sober curious, and this is the article from the BBC. They talked about teenagers who grew up drinking alcohol. Now, keep in mind, BBC, other countries have different drinking standards. It's probably similar in Buffalo, if I had to guess, than when I grew up in the Detroit area. Uh, Josh, let me ask you a question real quick if you're monitoring. And are you someone that grew up in the Buffalo area? I am. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. So when I grew up in Detroit, we have a bridge to Windsor. You're allowed to drink at 19 in Windsor. Everyone my age knew that. Is that similar to Buffalo? Would You might be a little bit too young for this, but back before September 11th, you used to be able to hop over from the tunnel or the bridge and you can go to the casino or whatever and gamble and drink with your buddies and then come back at the end of the night because all you needed was a driver's license to get across the border. This was, you know, before all the restrictions came up for security. Is that similar in Buffalo? Would you find that the, the kids would go over to Canada for a good time and come back? Yeah, I actually had some uh, friends in college from the North Towns because it's a little closer to Canada. It's a little more... Uh you know, accessible for them that they would go up there when we 
all turn 19 and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm a little too, a little too young to know what it was like before September 11th. I was three when that happened. I hope that doesn't make yep. me feel old, but, um, yeah. Okay. So, so at least people can relate to me when oh, I no, talk yeah. about this. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't partake in any of that just because I lived a little further in the South towns. So it was a little more tricky for me to get up there and then right. find a ride. Okay. And well, that. so I, I think this may be a study, even though it's an observation from the BBC, but I think it could relate to a lot of people living in Buffalo right now, if you're a particular age, that would go to Canada or whatever. And before, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that were living in here before they raised the drinking age to 21. I'm sure they remember what it was like back when it wasn't that number. But I'm sure there's a lot that do. So here's what happened. This is what they realized. Some of the teenagers started drinking at a young age because, well, it may be acceptable, maybe legal. So they did. And that's just what happened in some of these European countries. And this is what they found of that generation that grew up drinking as teenagers. They realized that now as they are older, that they are now a lot of times sober, meaning that a large percentage of them have decided to give up alcohol entirely. Gen Z is entering adulthood either by not drinking at all or drinking less often or in less quantities than other generations. So they're starting to learn these things at a younger age. And as they learn these things at a younger age, they don't find themselves necessarily getting into that trap, perhaps. Or maybe they get into it and they've seen it and they don't want any part of it. Or maybe it's just that it's become so mainstream or maybe it's become so acceptable that they have given it up entirely because that's not what the hip thing to do is. You don't want to do the exact same things that everyone else has been doing. So I, I got to tell you, I, I find that so encouraging because in society today, we lean so far into drug use. It's so acceptable in everything that we do. I find it so encouraging that maybe the next generation won't fall into that trap. Let's go to John, who's holding on line one. John, welcome to WBEN. Yeah, um, I just want to add to your point about, I guess, Gen Z and maybe some millennials, too, kind of going into more, I, I guess, not so much sobriety, but more so um, non-traditional routes that, you know, you would say on, on paper, like, this is a great idea. Um, so there's a there's like a, a, a trend, it's mostly among y young men, but um, there's, I can't really say it on air, but there's a trend in November where they abstain from, you know, maybe watching pornography or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and that's gotten really popular in like the last couple of years. Anti-pornography is, again, against culture. We've gone in such the other direction. You can't even watch a commercial break today without blushing half the time. There's, there's no modesty left. That's interesting. So you're saying that it's not just alcohol, drugs, things like that. These are other types of addictions. People find themselves hooked by this that they're trying to right. find ways out of. Right, right. And I, I think it's a, it's attributed to two things. One, it's the Internet. So there's a faster transfer of ideas, definitely. But secondly is um, it's it's you know, it's anti to the current trend. The current trend is sex, drugs, you know, experiences that are not good for you. But, you know, when you find out that you do something that has like a positive effect on your body, it's like, oh, it's, it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to do. I'm going to smoke some weed because I'll feel better. But what you'll, but if you work out, if you, if you, if you exercise and you eat right, you feel just as good. And I, I think with the transfer of ideas online, 
that gets the point across to Gen Z because they're hyper-focused on what the trend is. And if, mm-hmm. if the trend says, hey, this feels good, um, I'm healthier, and I'm not doing this, which is opposite, which is what popular now, I, I think that gets the ball kind of rolling for Gen Z. Got it. All right, John, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yep. There's a very famous meme in a moment from The Simpsons where Principal Skinner is contemplating, and he says, am I out of touch and then he concludes, no, it is the children who are wrong. <laughs> this is how I feel when talking about drugs. All right, John brings up some good points. Uh, feel free to call in. I'd like to hear yours. Maybe you think I'm out of touch. 716-803-0930. Call or text that line. I'll read some of your text messages. 816, or excuse me, 716-803-0930. I'm Ryan Recker filling in on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Look at some of these text messages. Maybe the best text message so far. Gen Z eats sardines. <laughs> Sounds like a 90s PG-13 insult. <laughs> yeah, well, you eat sardines. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the Sandlot. Oh, you hit like a girl. Yeah, well, you eat sardines. Text messages. One person said, hey, Ryan, the lady yesterday who said none of your business when you asked her name seems angry. Relax, sister. Ryan's a nice guy. You remember that from yesterday? Wow. I'm glad that you listen every day, all the time to WBEN. That's great. One person texted, I work in the ER, a lot of addicts OD on purpose because they know Narcan will save them. 
There was a story, or at least a person I spoke to, that was out on a date night here in St. Louis. Where This is where I'm at right now. And he's someone that works with people that OD, homeless, whatever. And he keeps in his pocket the nasal spray in case he randomly walks by someone that's OD'd. He'll hop out of his car. He'll spray it in their nose to revive them and leave. Like he's the, you know, Narcan fairy or whatever. Here's a text message. Um... They say drug addicts can then go to a safe place to use. Okay, Ryan, okay, uh, this is a two-part text. Ryan, what would you say to those people who say we should have the government manage all drugs and not have any illegal drugs anymore? Meaning that you can get whatever you want as long as it's under the guidance of the government? I don't know that argument. I haven't actually heard anyone say that. I've had heard instances where the government has offered syringes because they want you to use something clean. There's been places where I think they would welcome addicts in and under their guidance, allow you to use and monitor you so you don't kill yourself. I, I want to say I've heard that story, but I didn't think that happened in real life. I thought it was more of a practical thought experiment. But does that really happen? Wow. One person said, going back to the 80s and 90s, the Canadians are so used to us coming this side, the buyers would close at 1 a.m. Okay. What did you say? You said you're going to the ballet. Yep, going to the Canadian ballet. <laughs> That's funny. All right, here's the phone number if you want to call in. It is 716-803-0930. Jim on line one. Welcome to WBEN. Hello. Yeah, um, listen, if you're really interested in the drug problem in America, Hollywood came out with two good movies that I thought were very realistic on what's going on in the drug trade in the 21st century. The first one was Sicario, then the second one, I think, was, if I remember right, was Sicario, Day of the Soldado. And like they said in the first Sicario movie, if only 20% of the American population is using drugs recreationally, we're in trouble. Hmm. Now we've got a war on our hands. All it takes is 20% of the people in this country that are stupid enough to think that they can do drugs and it's uh, just for fun and it's not going to have any repercussions. They're the ones, we create the market for the product. We, they are only providing what we want them to provide for us. And these are the people who are, gonna, are getting us into a war. I mean, this is going to, it's Real, already yeah. escalated. Jim, real quick, if you can back up, why the 20% threshold? Do you remember the reason for that? Well, he was saying once you hit 20%, they said that now we got to use the Delta Force, the Texas Rangers. We got to use the DEA. And, and now you got to understand something. They don't run and hide just because we say DEA or Texas Rangers or Army Delta Force or SEAL Team 6. They're going to slug it out with us because there's too much money involved now. They're not going to back off and run and hide because we, we try to scare them. You know, we're going to huff and puff. We're going to blow your house down. In fact, at the end of the very first movie, this Mexican guy whose daughter had been kidnapped and dissolved in a barrel of acid because he got in the way of the Mexican mafia, he goes to this white girl that works for a DEA. It's the very end of the movie. And she has, you know, she wants to do the right thing and do her job by the rules and don't violate anybody's rights. So he knocks on her door. He comes walking in. He says to her, move to a small town where the rule of law still applies. This is the land of the wolves, and you are not a wolf. 
This is what we're we're doing. We're we're being forced into this war, and the idiots that are just doing drugs recreationally, they're the ones getting us into it. Yeah, and you know what? The the thing that we run into with the recreational use is that so often you find there's a defense to it, which is it's harmless. But that's the wrong premise because really it is not harmless. And I don't think the reality sinks in to how many lives and families have been ruined by this stuff to just look at it as just a fun little thing to do anymore. And at some point, I understand there's going to be a lot of kids that try this sort of thing, but it's such a weird thing to think. There's so many adults around here that are doing this. And it's, I think, really um, something that needs to be addressed further as opposed to glorifying it. Yeah, and one final point, because I know you have other callers on hold. I just want to make this final point, and I'll let, and then I'll go. Um, these, the people that are running the, these drug cartels south of the border especially, they will not hesitate to shoot, kill, bomb, or dissolve people in barrels of acid if you get in their way. You, that's what you're funding. You're funding the devil himself. I don't know about this barrel of acid stuff. Is that just like a plot point in a movie, or do you think no, that really they're, happens? They're, what they do is, see, they want to terrify people and say, you're going to keep your mouth shut, and we're going to run our business, and if you get in our way, you're going to get the, we'll, we'll dissolve you in a barrel of acid, we'll blow your house up, we'll, we'll hmm. kill your family, we'll do what we have to do to be number one and run the show down here south of the border. They are just... Brutal. I mean, they. There is no amount of violence and murder that they will stop at, because they're fighting to win. They're okay. fighting. To, they're fighting Thank- to. You know. Yeah, I get it. No, I, I know what you're saying, Jim. Thank you very much for the call. Seven one six eight zero three zero nine thirty. And I think I know what he's pointing out here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who just texted in. Rambo Jim. Is that like a nickname? for Maybe it's an inside joke from the show that I don't know about, but uh, let me point this out. Maybe when you create a market for it, I I think this is what he's saying in summary, that if you create a market for it, it allows for certain cartels and sellers of these drugs that are going to be used recreationally. And they're not necessarily and almost always never good guys. They, They always come with other problems, violence and death. Let me put it that way. Death. That's the end game there. One person, I'm looking at these text messages. Uh, there's an epidemic of younger folks of self-diagnosing. I've seen many teen family members and adults who can't function without weed because of my severe anxiety, but it's not addictive. AJ texting that one, and thank you very much. Uh, one person said, uh, this guy's too high strung. He needs to smoke a joint. Come on now. What's wrong with you? Why would you say that? Why would I read that? One person messaged if an opioid addict had a legal means to get their drugs and it didn't, it wasn't a crime, maybe an addict, uh, functional productive citizens. Okay, the text message kind of got broken up there, so it's hard to understand it, but I don't even know if that's the outcome with a lot of this stuff, functional addicts, and that may be a sad reality of our future. I found that clip I was talking about from The Simpsons. There's a Principal Skinner is, of course, the principal of the school, and he is thinking to himself as he's chasing Bart Simpson down. Am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. This is how I feel almost all days when I look at the Internet. No, it is the children who are wrong. (laughs) That's how you know you're getting old. There's another great Simpsons quote. I think they handle the 
growing up, you know, different perspectives from adults to children. And a lot of different times you look at things differently as an adult and you go back and watch a show from a something you enjoyed as a kid and you'll get a whole different perspective from it from an adult perspective. The movie means something completely different. That's how, you know, a lot of these different producers and directors and writers really understood what was going on because they knew how to write from these different perspectives. But there's one from the Simpsons with Abe Simpson talking to his son, Homer and his friend, Barney Gumble. You wouldn't understand dad. You're not with it. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it, and what's it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. No way, man. We're going to keep on rocking forever. (laughs) This will never happen to me. And guess what? It happens to you. One person thinks I'm a diplomat because I don't read all the words of the text messages because sometimes mean things are said about other listeners. (laughs) And I don't want to say mean things. Sometimes I say it on accident, I guess, though. All right, here's the phone number if you want to call in. And we don't have to talk drugs this whole time. 716-803-0930. Can I tell you what I'm really scared of in life? And and let, let me just say that there are some things I don't like. Like, for example, if there's a spider in my house, I don't like it. I'm not necessarily scared of it. I'm not going to lose sleep if there's spiders in my house. I'm just going to hunt it down and kill it, and I'll sleep after. But that's the way I work. I'm not... Okay, when you get kids... It scares you to death something's going to happen to them, right? Those are the type of things that scare parents for the most part. Can I tell you what really scares me? There was a story here, and let me load it up. There was a story that was talking about Social Security age. When I was younger, they said, Social Security won't be around when you're older. And then I got older, and they continued to say, Social Security won't be around when you're older. And they're saying that again and again and again. I don't know if I should just take that advice and plan on Social Security being gone forever by the time I'm retirement age, or I should just play into the idea that it'll probably be there, but they'll keep telling people that it won't be there, and I can bank on that. But either way, I don't know if you know this, but the Center for Retirement Research asked the question, what is the current retirement age for Social Security? Now, you may be in your 60s and know this answer. Maybe you're getting closer to retirement. If you would have asked me that question without seeing the answer, I would have said 65. That's the retirement age. The answer is it is not. About half the people asked answered 67. It is not. This is what scares me at night. Social Security retirement age is now 70. The fact that people get confused is because you can take Social Security earlier, but you don't get the full benefit unless you wait until 70 to start pulling out of it. Because then you're dealing with life expectancies, payouts, things like that. So you can retire early. You can do it at 65 and get a pretty good payout, but you have to wait till 70 to get the full payout. That keeps me up at night. I lay in bed and and I'm looking at the ceiling and I'm thinking, I'm never going to be able to retire. There is never going to be a time where I'm going to be able to relax in my life. Never. I am going to have to work until the day I die because I'm in radio and that's what happens. Because in radio, you start out with a low pay and you end with a low pay. Welcome to radio, buddy. You know, we were talking about the teacher strike yesterday. And I, you know, do understand. But man, if I was making a teacher salary, I'd be doing pretty good right now. (laughs) That's the way I look at it. This is radio, buddy. And I think about my wife. I think about my kids. I think, man, 
I hope you're smart because you'll need a scholarship. There's no way around it. Kids, you better start studying. I'm going to have to force them in their room. I'm going to get like, you know, a chain like they do in the prisons or whatever. And I'm going to chain their little legs into their school desks and say, you're not moving until you're testing at a three grade levels higher than where you are right now. I am. I mean, I am going to force them to learn. And then finally, when they get there, I'll say, now I'm satisfied. Once you get the scholarship, keep on studying, kid. Well, okay, I'm I'm just putting a visual in your mind. I'm not physically going to do that. Please don't call child services on me. Then I think about, man, I'm I'm always going to have to struggle. I'm always going to have to worry about where that next car payment is going to come from, where that next house payment is going to come from. I'm always going to, unless I can get real lucky in the lottery, or maybe one of the listeners here today are thinking to themselves, you know, I was just thinking about what I was going to do estate planning. So there's that one guy on the radio that was talking about being in radio and not getting uh, much money out of it. Maybe I'll put him in my will. Well, feel free to do that, but I'm not banking on that either. Uh, here's some text messages too, but it, it does scare me. And then I think, what am I going to do? Am I going to do a podcast when I'm 70 to try to make extra money? Am I going to continue to do radio shows? Am I going to have to work like in a newsroom? I'll be the man on the street with a microphone. And I'm going to be talking to people coming in and out of Walmart. And then my manager will actually be a Walmart manager. And then I'll just realize that in my mind, I thought I was still working in radio, but actually I'm a Walmart greeter. But probably more realistic, I'm going to be delivering packages for Amazon. (laughs) Because that's what a lot of people are doing. Oh, boy. I, I, I feel bad. And if you're debating retirement right now, I do not pity you because if you're thinking that your your finances are great right now, it's not. The markets aren't doing great. If you would have retired a couple of years ago when things were riding high, then you might have been better off with it. But now you're looking at your retirement funds depleting the economy and the inflation the way it is. You're going to be wondering if it's going to be ramen or cat food tonight. That's the type of situation we're in. Uh, text message said, and they probably give Social Security to illegals. I don't think they do, but there are other services that are paid for with public funding. Sure. Uh, Once said, don't be a victim. If you're relying on the corrupt Social Security payouts, you've lost the battle. Choose your own destiny. That's great. So when you say choose your own destiny, do you mean like I need to commit like a crime, rob a bank or something, and then I'll just live the rest of my days in prison where at least I know I'll have a meal coming to me? Is that what you mean? Oh, boy. Oh, I'm in trouble. Let's go to Tammy, who's calling in. Tammy, welcome to WBEN. Hello. Hi. How are you today? Good. Hopeless, um, but good. Just, yeah, right. Um, I just turned 60, and my full retirement age is 67. Um, hmm. People who were born probably three, four years ago, their retirement age, full retirement age is 66 and seven or eight months. Um, hmm. The thing about going to 70 is you get more benefits, but the actual full retirement where you get full benefits is 67. Mm-hmm. So Just you're telling me, no, by the time I'm old enough and I got some couple of decades, <laughs> oh, it's going to be probably past 70. Well, yeah. Or not. If we were... Okay, so so I can take my full benefits at 67, but if I don't take them till 70, it increases 8% a year until I take it at 70, which is really a pretty good return if you leave it in there. 
Sure. But let's be honest, the way they're talking about life expectancy dropping in a post-COVID world, maybe the retirement age will go down. This will be the first time that's happened in a long time. Yeah, I, I think they're behind the times anyway. They should have changed it like 10, 12 years ago. So, How uh, close are you? You said you're 60 years old? I am 60, yeah. But, but according to a lot of things I've been reading, uh, they're going to run out of money sometime around 2038 if they don't do something about it. Because they've already borrowed from that money and used it for other things. Now they're just collecting money from people's taxes, using it for Social Security and to shore everything up. Well, just keep this in mind, Tammy. Even though all the people that paid into the system won't be able to get anything out of it, at least there'll be some beautiful buildings we'll be rebuilding in Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No, I want that back, please. Infrastructure. Yeah, we're going to spend that money on infrastructure, yeah. Oh, thank goodness someone put a solar panel on their house, but I have to eat cat food tonight. But thank goodness that guy got the solar panel. Oh, man, I'm in trouble. How old are you going to be when you retire? Uh, Actually, I'm thinking of retiring in about three years, so I'm going to be 63. But I'm not going to collect Social Security till 67. So you can do that, I guess, just not collect money, wait until you're 67. Okay. Right, because right. I have smart... a pretty good 401k balance. That'll get me through. Well, I mean, hopefully you haven't looked at it lately. Um, maybe you should oh, just no, hope I, that I'm it down, rebounds. I'm down 50, 60 grand in the last five days. <sighs> I yeah, hate this. it's rough. It's rough. I, I hate try this. not to look, but you know All right, what? Tammy, I, I hear you. Thank, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate okay. it. Let's Have hope Republican gets back in office. I can't handle yeah. this Joe Biden economy. No, it is just it is. absolutely terrible. He's making terrible no, decisions. No. All right. I'm Ryan Recker filling in on WBEN. We'll see you soon. Don't go anywhere. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.